Welcome to the First Church Orlando podcast. Here you will find recordings of weekly sermons, devotions, interviews, and seminar recordings from the First United Methodist Church of Orlando. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the podcast. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Old Testament book of Exodus. This is the story of the the Israelites and the Red Sea. This is chapter 14, beginning with verse 5. When Egypt's king was told that the people had run away, Pharaoh and his officials changed their mind about the people. They said, what have we done letting Israel go free from their slavery to us? So he sent for his chariot and took his army with him. He took 600 elite chariots and all of Egypt's other chariots with captains on all of them. The Lord made Pharaoh, Egypt's king, stubborn, and he chased the Israelites who were leaving confidently. The Egyptians, including all of Pharaoh's horse-drawn chariots, his cavalry and his army chased them and caught up with them as they camped by the sea by pi Ha-heroth in front of Baal-zephon. You try it. (laughs) As Pharaoh drew closer, the Israelites looked back and saw the Egyptians marching toward them. The Israelites were terrified and cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, weren't there enough graves in Egypt that you took us away to die in the desert? What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt like this? Didn't we tell you the same thing in Egypt? Leave us alone. Let us work for the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to work for the Egyptians than to die in the desert. But Moses said to the people, don't be afraid. Stand your ground. Watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You must keep still. Then the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry out to me? Tell the Israelites to get moving. As for you, lift your shepherd's rod, stretch out your hand over the sea, and split it in two, so the Israelites can go into the sea on dry ground. But me, I'll make the Egyptians stubborn so that they will go in after them, and I will gain honor at the expense of Pharaoh, all his army, his chariots, and his cavalry. The Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. When I gain honor at the expense of Pharaoh, his chariots, and his cavalry. This is the word of God for the people of God. Have you ever heard of what they call the unstoppable force paradox? The unstoppable force paradox. It it tends to ask the question, what happens when an unstoppable force encounters an immovable object? heard that before? What happens when an unstoppable force encounters an immovable object? It's a paradox because those two things can't seemingly be true, right? Either the unstoppable force does what? Stops. Or the immovable object moves, right? It's, It's one or the other, right? Seemingly so. That's what we're talking about today. We're still in our series, Dream Big. And at some point, as you are making dreams and plans for the future, 
you have to take into account that there will be obstacles along the way. There will be opposition. There will be barriers. There will be distractions. There will be difficulties that can potentially disrail you. How do we, when we come across what seems to be an immovable object in the way of our dreams and goals, figure out a way to move it, blow it up, climb over it, tunnel around it, sneak under it, find a detour, whatever it takes to keep going? Or in other words, how do we, with God's help, become the unstoppable force as we pursue our dreams. This, of course, happens all the way through the Bible, right? You see this recurring theme, uh, recurring uh, theme throughout Scripture that, that people discover that more is possible with God's help than they previously knew, right? So let's just do a little review. Noah, right, chosen because he's the most righteous of all people on the earth. No evidence in Scripture that he had any um, experience keeping a zoo or building boats, right? And yet that's what God asked him to do. Abraham and Sarah, way, way, way beyond childbearing years. God says, you're going to have a child. God sends Moses, story I just read. God sends Moses to Pharaoh to tell him, let my people what? Go, let my people go. Pharaoh's heart gets harder, unimmovable. Finally, he relents. He lets the Israelite slaves go. And then as soon as they're on their way, he changes his mind. He sends an army after them. So that Israel has an army chasing them and the Red Sea in front of them, right? That proverbial rock and a hard place scenario. It seems impossible. The Israelites finally go to the promised land. God for generations has said, you're going to have your own land, land flowing with milk and honey. It's going to be wonderful. They get there and Canaanites live there. And they don't want to leave. Over and over, stories of the Bible, the Israelite army is, is outnumbered and out-armored. Jesus' own ministry is forced to a halt by a Roman cross. The Apostle Paul writes of, on his journeys of being prevented from going one place or another. It just seems to happen over and over, but in each case, God becomes the unstoppable force, right? Noah builds that ark and saves humanity. Abraham and Sarah have a son, Isaac, the first of a long lineage that becomes the people of Israel. Moses holds his staff above the waters and the Red Sea parts, exposing dry land, and the Israels walk across safely. Over and over, the Israelite armies defeat the Canaanites, the Philistines, etc., etc. Jesus endures the cross, and yes, he dies, but he conquers death by rising from the dead. And even though Paul didn't go everywhere he wanted, wherever he went, he shared Jesus. And the mission continued. I wasn't looking for this this week, but popping up on my Facebook was this quote, a dream written down with a date becomes a goal. A goal broken into steps becomes a plan. A plan backed by action becomes what? Reality, right? And isn't that the goal? We're not just talking about dreaming so that, you know, we can, you know, just have some moments of thinking about, wouldn't it be nice? You know, it's ultimately about changing reality. It's about engaging and believing that God wants the best for us and that anything with God's help is possible. 
If we get serious about our dreams, if we get serious about making a plan, if we take steps, it's just inevitable that we're going to face some obstacles along the way. Here's just some examples. Have you ever been on a trip or a journey and run into some obstacles? A detour, a traffic jam, car troubles, maybe you got sick. Maybe the hotel lost your reservation. Maybe you lost your passport. I'm speaking from all personal experience at the moment. Have you ever had trouble at work? Maybe uh, an unsupportive boss. Maybe budget cuts that affect your department. Maybe aggressive competition that's hard to get your sales quotas in. Maybe delays in production. We keep hearing about that these days. Maybe it's the economy. Maybe it's uh, apathetic coworkers that don't have your zeal for the project. COVID certainly has disrupted work in so many different ways. Anybody ever tried to lose weight and get in shape? It's hard, isn't it? can always put off exercise to tomorrow, but I can eat that donut right now, (laughs) right? Maintaining self-discipline can be a challenge, especially when it doesn't feel like the scale's moving. Or maybe you've had a great idea for here at church, something that would really advance our mission, something you're convinced would bless people, and somebody said to you the most quoted line in church, we've never done it that way before, that gets quoted in church more often than scripture. Or maybe you had great plans for 2020 and there was a global pandemic. Or maybe you had great plans for 2021, but there was a global pandemic. Or maybe you had great plans for the start of 2022, but there's a global pandemic, right? These things get in our way. Bob Goff writes, we're all being held hostage by something to some degree. Some of the most important work you will do is to to identify who or what has been keeping you captive and break free. What's keeping you captive? Who's keeping you captive? And how do you break free? What? Or who is standing between you and your dreams? What or who is standing between you and your dreams? And what are you going to do about it? Theologian and writer Carolyn Jane Bowler writes, Life is beautifully and dangerously ambiguous. Meaning it's unclear, right? What, what the future has is unclear. When we start down the path of pursuing our dreams, what obstacles we will face, what challenges we'll have to deal with are often unclear. Now, we might be able to predict some of them, but I guarantee there will be ones you never, ever imagine. It's ambiguous, right? We just don't know for sure when we begin the process. So the question is, like, what do we do with these obstacles? Like, what, what kind of obstacles might we confront and what do we do about them when we do? I, the more predictable ones, I think, are all around resources, That inevitably, when you think of your dreams, certain things come to mind. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time, right? All those kinds of things. Well, that's possibly true. You might need to find some funding. You might need to save some money. You might need to fundraise. You might need to crowdsource a little bit. It might take more time than you have. It might mean that you need to say no to some things. Rearrange your schedule. Maybe you discover that you have more free time than you thought, because we all waste a bit, right? 
Maybe you do need knowledge and skills. You've got to take a class. You've got to watch a YouTube video. You need to build a team around you of folks that know how to do it and share your vision. But I think oftentimes the, the deepest obstacles, the biggest obstacles, the most problematic obstacles aren't out here somewhere. Most of them lie within us, don't they? Oftentimes I'm my biggest obstacle, right? Maybe the issue is laziness. <laughs> it sounds great, I just don't have the energy to do it. Or maybe the issue is insecurity. It's a great dream, but I'm not sure I have what it takes to do it. Maybe it's fear of judgment and condemnation. I mean, what if I pursue this and I make a big public kind of thing? Everybody knows this is Vance's dream or we're going after it and it fails. What will they say about me then? That, that's a real one for me, a fear of failure. A lot of us have that one. Maybe it's a lack of plan, a failure to, to actually set a course, put a date on the calendar, create the action Steps. There's that old statement, failure to plan is a plan to fail. You know it, right? Maybe I've got some bad habits I need to, get to, to deal with. Or maybe I, just, maybe I just give up too easy, right? Maybe I just, you know, when it gets hard, I, I stop, right? When the going gets tough, right? The tough get going, but maybe I need to toughen up. I think that's why the Bible talks so much about perseverance, endurance, patience, hanging in there. Don't give up. Maybe, maybe Hebrews 12, 1 through 2 speaks to this. It says, let's also run the race that is laid out in front of us, since we have such a great cloud of witnesses surrounding us. Let us throw off any baggage, get rid of the sin that trips us up, and fix our eyes on Jesus faith's pioneer and perfecter. And that's talking about sin. But if we understand sin is anything that stands between me and God, if sin is anything that stands between the life I have and the life God wants me to have, then I need to take seriously the things that are going on in my life that are standing in the way of moving forward. What do you need to get rid of? What's the baggage you're carrying around that's weighing you down and keeping you from moving forward. Bob Goff writes, the reality is this, the life you're currently living is the accumulation of your choices and commitments to date. If you want a different life, an uncommon life, you'll need to change things up to make a way for it. I don't know if you know the, the, the great classic leadership book, Good to Great by Jim Collins. In it, he interviews uh, Navy Admiral Jim Stockdale, who was a POW in, in Vietnam and survived that difficult experience. Uh, N- Admiral Stockdale writes, You must never confuse faith that you will prevail in the end, which you can never afford to lose, with the discipline to confront the most brutal facts of your current reality, whatever they may be. What he's saying there is never give up on your belief that you'll prevail. But also with it, take a good look in the mirror. Be brutally honest with yourself. Not cruelly honest, brutally honest, right? Be Face your shortcomings. Face the challenges. Face the difficulties. Face your, your tendency to get up, give up and give up, go, right? And then pursue the dream. 
pursue the goal. Now, it's possible that you've done your work. It's possible you've gathered up your resources. It's possible you know how to do what needs to be done. And you're ready to go and you still face some unexpected external circumstance. Something gets in the way. Maybe your family and friends aren't on board. And maybe they resent the time you're giving to this new project. Maybe your boss or coworkers don't share your new vision. Maybe, depending on the goal, there will be people out there that actually oppose you. The Bible talks about enemies. Sometimes your vision, your dream may step on someone else's toes and they won't like it. Even then, like sometimes there's the things that I can control, right? But there's all, sometimes there's things that I, I can't. I don't have any control over how people react to me. All I can do is hang in there. All I can do is persevere. All I can do is, is be persistent. And I can pray to the one who says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Now, let me just say a word about prayer. I do think prayer is an important part of this. But you may wonder sometimes when you find, come to that moment, like I've done everything, God. I'm, I, all, you know, everything is lined up to pursue this and it's not working. God, where are you? Why aren't you helping me do this? You ever felt that? Right? Sometimes some prayers feel like they go unanswered. I've heard it said that when it feels like your prayers aren't being heard, there's kind of bouncing off the ceiling. There's three possibilities. One is maybe the timing isn't right. Maybe you're in a hurry because you're excited, but God doesn't ever work under excitement or duress. God works in perfect timing. Maybe the timing isn't right yet. Don't give up too soon. Or maybe the possible second possibility is maybe you need to grow. Maybe, maybe you can't necessarily handle your dream yet. It's going to take some maturing on your part. It's going to take some growing. It's going to take a little bit of strengthening, a little deepening maybe of your prayer life, your faith life. I don't know what it might be. And then finally, it's also possible that God is saying no. That just because you're passionate about the dream doesn't make it right. That maybe ultimately it's not what's best for you, even though it looks so good in the moment. Or maybe it's great for you, but it could do harm to somebody else. Now that might be a little oversimplistic, that you know, the timing's wrong, or I need to grow, or, or maybe just God isn't comfortable with the thing we want. Certainly there are prayers that have gone unanswered, and the, answer, the reason behind them is certainly more theologically complex. I've, I've got some unanswered prayers that I would really like to have a chat with God about one of these days, and maybe I will. Maybe I won't. I don't know. We'll see, right? But I think if we step back from all the possible obstacles and just go back to the heart of Scripture, it just seems clear over and over that there is a promise in Scripture that God wants our lives to be abundant, that God wants us to flourish, that God wants us to believe in what seems to be impossible. God wants us to dream bigger dreams. And God wants us to live a life of faith, believing all things are possible. In the black church, there's a statement I've heard many, many times. God makes a way where there seems to be no way. That's the kind of faith we're talking about. That when you encounter that immovable object, whatever it might be, 
faith that God will make a way. I don't know my way around the obstacle. I don't know my way over the obstacle. I don't know my way under the obstacle. God makes a way when there seems to be no way. Rachel Held Evans, in her book, Wholehearted Faith, which is the book my book club is currently reading, she writes this. I want to believe in the God who moves mountains. I want to believe in the God who stills the seas. I want to believe in the God who promises to transform hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. And I want to believe that the desires of my heart must count for something. Amen to that. I want to believe that the desires of my heart must count for something. As I was preparing this week, I stumbled upon an old hymn that I've never heard. I don't know the, uh, the, the writer. It's called He Giveth More Grace. It was written by a woman named Annie J. Flint. You know it? You know the hymn? I should have asked you. and You should have known that. Just listen. I won't sing it. Good news for you. I won't sing it. But just listen to the words. As you think about the obstacles you might be dealing with in your own life. He giveth more grace. As our burdens grow greater, he sendeth more strength as our labors increase. To added afflictions, he addeth his mercy. To multiplied trials, he multiplies peace. And then the chorus. His love has no limits. His grace has no measure. His power, no boundary known unto men. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he giveth and giveth. And giveth again. This is verse 2. When we have exhausted our store of endurance, when our strength has failed ere the day is half done, when we reach the end of our hoarded resources, our Father's full giving is only begun. And verse 3. Fear not that thy need shall exceed his provision. Our God ever yearns his resources to share. Lean hard on the arm everlasting, availing. The Father, both thee and thy load, will upbear. And then the chorus one more time. His love. This is speaking to you. Let this word just come to you. His love has no limits. His grace has no measure. His power, no boundary known unto men. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he giveth giveth and giveth again. What are you dreaming about these days? What obstacles are you worried about? What, what mountain is intimidating you? What, what's standing in your way? Have faith in the one who moves mountains. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in the one who giveth and giveth and giveth again. Let us pray. And as we pray, I just, I, I want you to kind of visualize your obstacle. If, if, it's, a, if it's a person, visualize their, their face. If, if, it's, if it's, I don't know what it might be, but what, whatever it is, just try to visualize that. And in faith, tell it to move. Just by faith, say, move in the name of Jesus. God, we may not know what obstacles are 
around the corner. We may not know what challenges we have to endure, but we do know you. We do know that you're by our side, and we do know your incredible power. Increase our faith. Increase our trust. Increase our perseverance. And make us passionate for the dreams you've given us. May they come true with your help. In Jesus' name we pray. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and that you will listen again in the future. If you enjoyed today's message, we hope you'll subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and share it with others on social media. For more information about First Church Orlando, please visit our website at firstchurchorlando.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If this podcast is a valuable resource to you, we invite you to give to this ministry by making a financial contribution at firstchurchorlando.org forward slash give. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.